0: IBA Talk, the Insurance Business America podcast.
1: This episode is presented in partnership with Liberty Mutual Insurance. From emerging risk areas to new technologies, the reach of the programs market is rapidly expanding. To discuss the exciting state of the program's business and where this opportunity filled market is heading, IBA sat down with Tracy Sherris, SVP of Global Risk Solutions North America Programs, and Brian Marks, Programs Distribution Director.
0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to IBA Talk, the Insurance Business America podcast. I'm Bethan Moorcraft, Senior Editor at Insurance Business, and today it's my pleasure to welcome Liberty Mutual's Tracy Sharis and Brian Marks to talk all about the booming program insurance market in the United States. Tracy is the Senior Vice President of Liberty Mutual Global Risk Solutions North America Programs, and Brian is the Programs Distribution Director at Liberty Mutual GRS North America Programs. Both have extensive knowledge of the programs market and I'm very excited to take a deep dive into some of the key market trends with them today. With that said, Tracy and
1: Brian, welcome to IBA Talk. Thank you so much, Beth. And we're so happy to be here. And we're glad for the opportunity to have a great discussion about programs. It's an exciting area of the market. and certainly an area where Liberty is focusing not just a lot of resources and risk capital, but also a lot of um, talent these days. And and I think we'll cover a lot of um, details related to all of those during our our talk today. Excellent. Sounds great.
2: That's nice to meet you. Thanks for having (laughs) us.
1: So, you
0: know, the programs market in the United States uh, is currently growing three times faster than the standard property and casualty market. That is uh, significant. So, Tracy, what's driving that growth?
1: So there are obviously a lot of factors that drive growth in all the different segments of the insurance business. Uh, Today, what we are seeing are a few key uh, themes as that growth in the program's space far exceeds that of the standard P&C market. The first of those themes uh, is that we are seeing more and more MGAs and program administrators move away from what was traditionally Uh, the accepted format of a single carrier underwriting agreement on a program and so we're watching as um, diversification occurs quite organically and uh, the distribution partners the program administrators seek to have more than just one option and often more than just one participant on an individual program Um, or binding agreement. Um, Another theme is that partners are consolidating uh, their capacity providers. You do see, especially when you speak with the folks who are in the binding space, which are largely wholesale brokers in the United States, that they have their capacity provider lists and those lists are quite uh, varied and numerous when it comes to the names on them. We're seeing a large push towards consolidation of those capacity providers as um, they look to streamline their own operations, manage expenses uh, more carefully, and also to have more influence over terms and conditions uh, by concentrating their business with a a smaller number of partners. Uh, We're also seeing expanding distribution sources for programs. When I entered this space many years ago, uh, typically you saw a traditional program administrator Running uh, most of the large, well known, and reputable programs out there. Then, as times shifted, and this I'm, I'm harkening back to the 90s, not to date myself here, but um, as time shifted, you saw more MGAs and MGUs come into the picture and begin to manage underwriting agreements and other types of programs. And today, you know, as I mentioned before, we've seen wholesale brokers, traditional ones, uh, the large ones in the United States, especially, get into the programs market, as well as other distribution um, channels uh, are, are entering this space. So it's it's not a one distribution channel game anymore. It, it's certainly expanding beyond uh, the traditional program administrator MGA MGU format.
0: Brilliant. Thanks, Tracy. Yeah. And, and Brian, you've got you know, a unique um, perspective on this from the distribution side. Um, what trends are you seeing?
2: Yeah, it, Tracy touched on it. We're, uh, we're really seeing tons of tons of opportunity uh, in the distribution space. And we're really, you know, we're trying to bucket it uh, from a strategic standpoint of um, large wholesalers. Uh, the, the PAS, the MGAs, and the MGUs, you know, as as a second bucket, uh, large retailers have affinity practices, have association groups. Um, they are aggregating business from um, from their standpoint as well. And then our our reinsurance community um, has developed uh, MGA and MGU practices where they're they're taking these um, these underwriting experts to market and and trying to. Uh, match them up with with capacity and and carrier providers. So, you know, there's there's really um, you know four key buckets of us from a strategic distribution standpoint that we are getting our story out there, um, talking to, and and really trying to uh, capitalize on on the growth of the marketplace. Uh, to Tracy's point, point. and you know, I think that an AM Best study from 2020 shows the you know the ENS market. Uh, growing dramatically and and about 16% of the overall PNC market now and I think a lot of the lot of the paper used in the MGA space is ENS paper so you know that that along with these um, additional distribution sources uh, within this within the programs area is really adding to that growth.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, there's obviously a lot of growth opportunities. Um, so So Tracy, h- how have you positioned yourselves at Liberty Mutual GRS to, to best take advantage of that?
1: That's a great question. It's a great opportunity for us to talk about um, a fairly new reorganization of our program uh, functions and groups within the organization. As you may know, uh, Liberty Mutual acquired Iron Shore about three and a half years ago. And when that occurred, uh, Liberty uh, was the home for several top flight, top quality program groups. We endeavored on a project to determine whether we would consolidate those groups or allow them to continue running independently last fall. So the fall of 2020 and in March of 2021, we launched a single North America programs team that's part of the larger global risk solutions organization uh, within Liberty. So all of that is to say that we have aligned our programs groups so that we can better service the marketplace. Uh, We like to offer that we are not just a program provider, but a solution provider. So we work uh, also in areas that are outside of traditional programs. Um, But, you know, What we are focused on really is building a very strong dual channel engagement model, both wholesale and retail, that can address the admitted uh, insurance or standard market insurance needs of our customers as well as the non admitted. The opportunity to drive growth in that wholesale segment and specifically with regard to small to medium sized enterprises. Uh, within wholesale is very significant. Right now, that is our focus for our growth strategy. We have made very strong progress in um, applying the underwriting product and distribution expertise that is in-house already to grow with wholesalers in select areas of our portfolio. And now we're going to establish ourselves as a key partner um, for programs as well. And that would also include binder business or cover holder business. Um, we really firmly believe that over the next several years, uh, more opportunity will reside in delegated and alternative risk arrangements. Wholesalers are looking to differentiate their, themselves, uh, establish value, enhance control of their distribution sources themselves, and also to use transparency technology to reduce transactional friction. Um, All of this equates to also managing expenses and bringing more money down to the bottom line. Um, We also believe that the shifts that we are seeing whereby wholesalers look to consolidate carrier relationships and de-risk their partnerships with multiple or multi-program multi-carrier participation is going to continue if not expand uh, in the near future. Um, So as we think about our investments in this space, we are focused on being again a solution provider, we want to tap into that larger programs market which is estimated depending on how you look at it anywhere between 35 billion and $60 billion, but we are adding um, strategy, a digital roadmap market engagement as well as additional resources, including some of our high potential employees and some outstanding external hires um, to the equation in order to better position ourselves to take advantage uh, of the market and, and just be ready for what comes next.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I would, I would just add, um, you know, with, with our North America programs group, we, we have the capability to tap in to liberty mutual enterprise wide so we have tremendous uh, strength underwriting strength within our profit center groups so we can we can collaborate internally with our personal lines uh, and homeowners department uh, our strategic partnership group our our product innovation teams um, our our teammates over overseas with liberty specialty markets so depending on the product line and depending on the niche or, or the alternative structure opportunity that we're, we might be presented with, um, you know, we, we have a lot of capabilities that uh, Tracy and myself and our team can tap into as we look to provide solutions uh, to to our partners. So, you know, an exciting time, and that's you know, that's part of our positioning and, and part of our value proposition is is the full strength of, of the organization that that we can bring to the to the program space.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, as the programs market grows, uh, you know, arguably it's only gonna become more crowded. Um, so Tracy, I mean, how can program providers differentiate themselves in a crowded marketplace? Sort of what makes best
1: in class? Excellent questions. Uh, we think that a lot of what makes a great program administrator uh, makes a great program carrier as well. One of the top things right now, and it's a a hot topic across the marketplace or the industry, not just in programs, is the use of technology, often just generally referred to as insure tech to transact business. I think that if you um, are not focused on improving your technology, whether you're a carrier or a PA, then you may be a bit behind the curve and and need to focus on that today uh, with the fear being you'll get left behind. Uh, We are moving on our side closer and closer to straight-through processing and getting to a point where business transactions are as frictionless as possible. We like to partner with program administrators who also differentiate themselves in that way and trying to get to a point where, again, there's as little friction on a transaction-by-transaction basis as possible. Um, Not only is that going to translate ultimately into savings for everyone on the expense side, but more importantly, it's going to translate into better sight lines and more current sight lines and up-to-date sightlines into the business. That is extremely important when we look at which program administrators we want to align with because we are looking for partners who are focused on long-term growth and sustainable profitability. And without sightline into the business from both the program administrator and the carrier sides of the relationship, you're not going to have um, a tremendously successful recipe um, for for long-term growth and profitability. Also, Program administrators who can clearly demonstrate to the carrier not just through their words but through their actions and their past performance that they truly view their financial interest as being aligned with ours are ideal partners. Those are folks who are, um, I would say, head of the class when it comes to managing programs.
2: Yeah, and um, you know that's a really good that's a really good point by. By Tracy, you know, we're starting to see um, you know, some, of these, some of these folks uh, and, and some of these PAs taking taking their own skin in the game uh, with, these, with these programs and structures. And, and um, you know, that's, that's really what's starting to set apart you know, some, of the, some of the folks in this space and, and helping with their acquisition. You know, maybe as they're growing their portfolios of, of programs. So that we we are starting to see that, and you know, it's um, it's really it goes beyond almost just having the underwriting expertise, or or maybe you know been in that niche of business for for a little bit and aggregated a a, a book of business. It, it's um, it's becoming much more sophisticated. You know, their own claims expertise. Uh, you know, having their own loss control. You know, a lot of the, a lot of them. Uh, the pas and the mgas are 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 looking more more and more like insurance companies without without the risk on their balance sheets so um you know that that's what we're seeing and we're seeing some really quality uh underwriting groups and expertise move from maybe moving from a carrier side to to uh, start up their own operation or or um you know executives moving and, and starting up uh uh their own their own entities so it's it's an exciting time there and and the, the sophistication is what really is starting to set folks apart
0: okay so you know we've looked at it from the perspective of what carriers are looking for from a pa partner um i'd like to turn it on its head if you don't mind um so i mean i mean tracy What makes a best-in-class carrier partner for a PA and, you know, what are you perhaps offering at Liberty Mutual that differentiates
1: you? Yeah, this is a great opportunity for us to talk about the new ways we're thinking about this particular question. I know we in fact have 33 different products that we offer across our admitted and non-admitted portfolios. Um, You know, a scale is super important. It always has been. If you have scale, you can endure rougher periods um, in certain product segments, while other product segments um, tend to be kind of on the other end of the seesaw, I would say. Um, but we're trying to look at this in a bit uh, of a, a new way with a new lens. And one of the things that we see as our primary charge in programs is to repackage risk and product and to do so in a way that aligns with wholesalers, MGU's, MGA's, program administrators, others with binding authority and cover holder agreement business. We we really see that where we really believe that in doing this, we are going to have access to a much wider spectrum of the business. And then having a um, better picture of the entire program marketplace, we will become a better program uh, carrier because our ability to provide innovative solutions will increase. Um, One of the other things I think is critical to being a top flight program carrier is a multi-segmented approach to the business. Most folks are very familiar with traditional program business, and these tend to be the custom industry-specific coverage um, setups that are offered to groups and associations. Uh, Those are traditional programs. They are the bread and butter. They keep the lights on. We do them on the admitted side and the non-admitted side. But we also are moving into another segment, which is binder and cover holder agreements. And in these agreements, you know, you have an agreement between GRS North America programs, which would be us and our agents specifying what their role and responsibility is going to be, giving them underwriting guidelines and rates that they can utilize um, to underwrite on our behalf and to give them forms that allow the agent to, you know, quickly underwrite that business, quote, find and administer policies in their own systems rather than in one of our systems on our behalf. Um, the, I mentioned the SME space earlier. Uh, the SME space is you know, really an important opportunity for us because on the specialty side of the GRS operation, we are well plugged into the large individual risk marketplace what we would like to do as a programs team, again, in, the ter- in terms of repackaging risk, is to take those same products and offer them to a new market segment, the downstream SME size market segment, um, and increase just our opportunity and the opportunity, our opportunity to write business, but also our, our distribution partners' opportunity to have a wider selection of carriers in front of them. The fourth piece of being a top program carrier is probably uh, not as widely agreed upon, but I certainly believe it's true, that you need to be able to consider alternative risk. And I'm using a really broad statement on purpose there, or a broad term on purpose. Um, Our capabilities include, in this area, fronting arrangements, accessing offshore capacity, issuing fully funded policies, embedding products from third parties, using alternative capital um, to back uh, insurance solutions. And, you know, really just taking a view of the marketplace that traditional programs will remain a stronghold for, for our segment, for our universe. But there is this other segment, this alternative risk segment that Liberty certainly has the skill, the expertise and you know, the balance sheet to support.
0: Uh, So, Tracy, you brought up the issue of insure tech and technology a number of times, and I wanted to build on that a little bit, if you don't mind. You know, in in recent years, how has the evolution in technology um, and data and analytics uh, impacted the program space?
1: Yeah, it's had a tremendous impact, I think, on the entire insurance business, not just our uh, small part of the world are growing in not really that small part of the world anymore. But in programs, it's had a really large ripple effect in how people are approaching setting up programs. First of all, uh, the cost associated with issuing physical policies, mailing them, hiring staff to do that work is tremendous. Um, It is uh, a cost that can be passed back um, in savings to our insureds, hopefully, uh, in our rates if we are able to achieve expense efficiency and operating efficiency. Um, But technology, to me, is really a way for us to better learn from our mistakes and successes of the past. So when I look at what has made us successful or not successful in the past, I look at things like alignment of interests financially with the brokers, which I had mentioned before, pricing, claims, overall data management, product selection, underwriting expertise, and then critically to the program space, operations and governance. So the use of technology and the use of technology in a way that you do have those up-to-date, day-to-day sight lines into the business Helps in each of those seven areas, and it's going to help us um, avoid mistakes of the past and get even better at the things that we were already doing well. Um, when we look at technology on our side, we are spending uh, much of our time and energy right now uh, not building a great quote bind issuance system, but rather figuring out how we can fit our systems and our data ingestion needs around our distribution partners. So rather than taking an approach where we're going to ask a distribution partner to walk away from what's in almost all cases, a very large capital investment uh, they've made in their own system or in licensing a system, we're going to uh, work with them to make sure they still use that system, that their folks don't have downtime from training lag uh, or any unintended exposure because of any mistakes that might be made in using a new system. And instead, we've built tools that allow us to ingest their data in a claims or a Bordero format. And then, once that data is ingested, we have uh, data transformation tools which get it into the various Liberty systems. So, really taking an active role in being a problem solver from a data and technology perspective. Um, is core to our approach right now.
2: Yeah, and I I would just add, um, I I think this whole this whole concept of evolution of technology harkens back to the, the first question that we were talking about, the, the growth of the program space overall. And really if you look at the programs world now it's a it's a place for insure techs uh, traditional pas um, wholesalers private equity um coming together for innovation and and product innovation and and um it's it's like not your father's program uh, world anymore right as they say so uh, you know this is this is uh the the technology the digital aspect of it and and all the folks that are getting into this space have, have really changed it and I think added to this whole growth uh, of, of the marketplace and to Tracy's comment about SME and growing downstream as one of our strategies, I think the technology and the efficiencies that these, these outside underwriters uh, and MGAs and PAs can bring to the table just make you that much more efficient, both from a distribution standpoint and from an underwriting and data standpoint. So it's it's really key to the whole growth of, of the uh, segment.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, another thing that's key and sort of underpins that growth and also you know areas of innovation and things within programs is talent. Um, that's another big topic, not just in the program space, but in the sort of industry at large. Um, so with the talent turnover that we all know that is happening in the industry, Tracy, how is the program's market set um, in this sort of period of explosive growth? And you know, what are you doing at Liberty Mutual to attract and,
1: importantly, retain um, top talent? So the first thing that we're ensuring is that we have a very clear go-forward strategy. And um, I think it's very difficult in any industry to attract talent to an area that does not have a clear go-forward strategy. Um, Our go-forward strategy is really predicated on four things. One is product selection. Another is that technology enablement we just spoke about. Strategic engagement is the third and the fourth. And and honestly, for for my money, uh, the most important is our human resources, our talent, our people. Um, Without our people, our business doesn't run at all. And without good people, it doesn't run in a successful uh, and profitable way. We have been very fortunate uh, in our um, recent months, over the last, I'd say, six months since the group was stood up as one programs organization, to not only retain talent, but to attract new talent to the organization. I I just wanted to add, we can't let this conversation go by without a mention of COVID and the impact that work from home has had on all industries, not just on the insurance industry. We were uniquely positioned in programs. I think this goes across most programs carriers um, because when COVID began to work from home with facility because we've never sat in the same area as our clients. In in very lucky and opportune circumstances, that's occurred. But we've functioned at a distance from our actual customer for many years. And so we were well acquainted already with having to conduct business, not always in a face-to-face format. Um, With that said, we got a lot better at doing that. We've definitely integrated all the tools everyone else uses, like video and audio, um, increased functionality into what we do. Our messaging has had to be much more crisp. Our presence in the marketplace has to be much more directed because it's not physical right now, it is virtual, Um, but we've really focused on, on all of that. Mentioned it because um, we also have made a commitment to the talent and the programs team and that Liberty over um, all that the flexibility that has been gained during this challenging time is not going away. It will remain in place, especially um, in those areas where people are exceeding what is expected of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tracy, thanks for raising that. It, it really is important, and it's
0: uh, great to hear that companies like Liberty Mutual have you know continued to thrive through the uh, pandemic, because it's been a big learning curve for all of us. So um, that's great to hear. Well, Tracy, Brian, I think that's uh, a good place to bring this episode to a close. And this is obviously a very exciting programs market. And it sounds like you've got lots of positive momentum on the cars at Liberty Mutual, GRS in uh, North America. So Tracy and Brian, thank you again for sharing your insights with us today. It's been
1: great to have you on IBA Talk. Thank you for the opportunity. We've had a great time talking with you today.
2: Thanks so much, Bethan. It's a pleasure.
0: Thank you. And and thanks also to our listeners for tuning in. I'm Bethan Moorcraft, Senior Editor at Insurance Business. Uh, Please remember to keep an eye out for our upcoming podcasts, webinars, and IBTV episodes. We've got lots more exciting content coming your way.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of IBA Talk. For more from the experts at Liberty Mutual Insurance, visit them at libertymutual.com. That's libertymutual.com for more. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts.